Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about marketing. Now, marketing is one of my absolute favorite topics. So if I rant on, rave on forever about this on today's podcast, I apologize in advance. Um, It's actually been probably, if I look back on my career over the last 20-odd years, uh, marketing has been the center point of that. So why I want to get into it today is I have a belief that if you are great at marketing, which means you like it, you understand it, you realize the value of it to your business, then you are going to have a successful business. That's a very definitive view, but I'm going to get into today why I believe that. Coincidentally, if you think marketing is just a thing that is on the sidelines, on the periphery of how you grow your business... My view on that is that you're not going to have that much of a successful business. Now, you may have pockets where referral, your repeat purchase, all these sort of things are happening. But if you want to get to a predictable level of revenue coming in, a predictable model of commercial performance, then the thing that underpins everything is marketing. So before I go into what I think marketing is in today's world, particularly around scaling up a business and entrepreneurship, uh, I want to go back a bit. So my first job, if you like, my first corporate job was uh, marketing manager of Men's Health magazine back in sort of the mid-1990s. And back then, if I think about marketing, marketing was still very linear in terms of it was designed to drive awareness. So prior to joining Men's Health, I I did a small stint in a large FMCG company doing some of their sort of graduate marketing programs. And that company was very much about sticking large, big ads on the sides of buses and huge billboards and literally TV advertising budgets that were just absolutely off the scale. And in that situation where... There wasn't many other choices in the 90s. I mean, digital marketing as a concept, as we know it now, and certainly social media, none of those things were in existence. So the way that you had any form of resonance or cut through to get to your audience was to focus on advertising. So I came through into the beginnings of my marketing career, if you like, with that ideology, with that mindset around, well, yeah, of course, it's about awareness. Um, And there were things like concepts like ADA, which is awareness, interest, desire, and action. But, you know, this idea of driving conversion and measurement and analytics and, and all these things, data, which is underpinned by the onset of digital, those things didn't exist. So when I talk about marketing today, I talk about it in a very clearly defined couple of pathways and both of those pathways are critical and what I want to go through today to help anyone who's going through 
you know, th- this is also relevant for the startup journey. But when you're going through scale up, if you're not absolutely clear on your plans and your strategy for these two things, then things can become complex. And it's often one of the first areas that I start working with when I'm mentoring businesses who are hitting that threshold or or sort of stuck um, in a position from where they are today to where they want to be. So the first category of marketing is brand. And the second category of marketing is direct response, often called demand generation. But don't worry too much about the titles. Brand is about building credibility and trust. Direct response is around conversion. So how do you drive sales? Now, the mistake a lot of businesses make is that they focus just on direct response. And they actually focus on direct response in a way which is, how can I close a sale as quickly as possible? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, if you're a very commercial leader, founder of your business, and ultimately what you're measuring is revenue and cash flow, then you know focusing on how quickly you can drive sales and, and, and become liquid is a really important thing. But what I'm going to go through today is the congruency between the two different areas and why they're important to have a plan around both. And then you'll start to see why conversion, revenue generation, all those sort of things is underpinned by a balanced approach to both. So Let's start off with brand. Back to my sort of 1990s men's health marketing days and all those things. We did talk a lot about brand and I had a career in the corporate world which did focus on some very big global brands, particularly in the media industry. So men's health was one. Uh, I also worked on a a magazine brand called FHM for Him Magazine. Uh, Marie Claire, an Australian sort of multimedia brand called Better Homes and Gardens, just just to name it a few, but they're all big consumer-facing brands. And what was interesting about that is we did spend a lot of time being clear about what those, those various magazine brands were, because if you think about it, the business model back then, which has changed massively now, but certainly back then, is you made 50% of your revenue, certainly in Australia and the UK, off copy sales from a newsagent or a supermarket. And then the other 50% came from advertising revenue. But that was all dependent on how much circulation, how popular your magazine was. So if I go back to the retail piece, the only way you could get cut through, particularly if you go into um, even a supermarket today in the United Kingdom, you'll see all these magazines literally next to each other with cover lines and and various images and, and all those sort of things. The only way to get cut through was to be absolutely clear about what your brand stood for. And those principles, even though back then the the model was different, those principles still exist today in terms of how you should be thinking about your business. So brand, as I said, it's about building credibility and trust, but it's also the story, the mission, the vision, the cause, why, why you created the business in the first place. Because If you think about it, the vision values of what you're trying to achieve aligned with who your ideal customer is, the irresistible offer that you're going to put in front of them, how you generate goodwill, how you influence, you know, what's your niche, all of those sort of things come down to how you're going to create space to differentiate. And that is all around brand. 
So a lot of people say, well, yeah, it's the website, it's the images that I choose, it's the logo, it's the color palette, all those things. Yeah, that's true. That is brand. Yes, it is. But it's not just that. And so when I focus on brand as much as as anything, I sit there and start with saying, okay, so firstly, what is the problem that my business is trying to solve? Am I absolutely clear on that? Then who am I solving that problem for? And what's the richness of that individual in terms of their persona that I need to target and find through my direct response marketing, which I'll get into in a sec. And if you can put those two things together, the messaging, the communications, what you look like, the look and feel, all those things become really critical because you need to build a relationship via your brand with your ideal target customer. And unless you know lots about them, it's very, very hard to then create something the look and feel of your business that's going to resonate in a way that they're going to choose you and associate with you and love you more than they're going to love other options in the market. So the way to do it, I mean, I like to make this podcast as practical as possible. Otherwise, it becomes just too much of a theory lesson. The way to do it, and I've done this in every single business that I've either owned or operated, is I go and speak to the market. So I'm very clear in terms of the problem I'm trying to solve. You know, that's the reason why you've got your business in the first place. And if you're in scale up, you're already selling stuff to a market. Absolutely make sure you know who that market is, what their desires are, what their wants and needs are, where they hang out, all those things. You know, build a rich picture. I call it creating a target persona. And the way to do it, much easier these days than, than back, you know, sort of in the 90s, you know, you go into places where they hang out. So if there are groups in social media that they hang out, go in there and post questions, ask what's going on, be active. If it's more of a consumer facing thing where, you know, you can visibly go and see your customer, let's say you've got a high street store or something like that, then go and talk to them, you know, go and get a sense of the issues that they're facing at the moment. And, and what this will do is, even though, You're not looking to pivot your business per se just to respond to a couple of things you hear. What you're trying to do is build a picture so that you can craft your messaging in a way which is going to absolutely smack these people in the face for them to be wanting to choose you. And I'll get into how that becomes more congruent again in a second we talk about direct response. So brand, you've got to think it through and you've got to have a view on it. And you've got to stay consistent. One of the best quotes I've ever heard of what is a brand is it's a promise of consistency. So if you think that you've got to change and adjust yourself, you know, your business every time you need to win a piece of business, it's a bit like, you know, I always say this around personal branding. The best way to become authentic is to be yourself. You're going to have some people like you, you're going to have some people hate you. But the most important thing is you trust the fact that the people who like you are going to become your important customers and you build your business off that. So if that's brand, and hopefully I've explained it in a way which makes it more practical than just some logos and some some colors, direct response is how you put something in front of your audience or your target persona, which drives a call to action. So what is direct response? Well, it's advertising, it's PPC campaigns, it's funnels, it's measuring things like lifetime client value, it's things like number of likes, followers, buyers, comments, all those things on social media. It's how you follow up with existing customers and provide value to them. 
it's essentially, in many cases, the processes and the actions and activities you put around your brand to take someone from a point where they know who you are and they can see that you are relevant for them to a point where they become excited enough to buy. And if you get this right, and this is partly what I was saying at the beginning around how do you challenge this idea about sales is more important than marketing. I mean, they're both important. But if you get the marketing right, you can often have a sales function which is order-taking, literally You've warmed the prospects up so much through the top of the funnel where the brand messaging first starts all the way through to how you engage, how you offer value, what offers you put in front of them, that there's a point where when it comes down to them getting their credit card out or booking something or buying from you, whatever your mechanism in your business is, it's an easy process because they've already made the decision in their mind through actions and activities that started with brands And then we're very cleverly orchestrated through a funnel to a point where they become almost advocates. And if you can get to that point, you can start to get to what I think is the panacea of marketing, which is predictability of revenue flow. Because you can automate that direct response process using CRM systems like HubSpot is one that I certainly recommend, Um, really efficient Good value if you're a smaller business and and simple, so you're not going to get yourself all confused. You can use um, various social media platforms for advertising. I mean, the the way you can segment your audience on Facebook these days is just incredible. So, you know, if I'm a business targeting CEOs to, to, you know, basically buy services or whatever it is, I can find out those people in in that area and I can put a relevant message in front of them. Now, this is another interesting thing I hear from people who who probably have more blockages around marketing than they do have openness around it, is they say, oh, but yeah, but you can't use Facebook for advertising B2B. And I say, listen, guys, the world of B2B and B2C has been absolutely disrupted for years now. Most marketing is either person to person or business to person. You have to understand the person. So to think that the right offer on a social media platform like Facebook, give them in the right way with the right message to someone, even though it's not a a medium that is traditionally a business medium or hasn't been, forget about that. That's a self-limiting belief that you're creating in your mind. You should be active on all of the social media channels. And I'll do a separate podcast on what I mean by personal branding and why personal branding can be absolutely crucial when you have a small business. But for now, the takeaway is think of social media as a free vehicle, almost free marketing to get to your audience, to get to your target persona. So why would you not be leveraging that every single day, if not multiple times a day to grow your business? It's madness to think that you wouldn't. But lots of the businesses that I get involved in, particularly ones that have been around some time, they're still doing what I call analog marketing. So their direct response is turning up to a conference, paying five grand, 10 grand to have a tiny booth with a you know 100 other people with tiny booths and they kind of expect the you know maybe 500 people who are going to be at that conference to kind of walk past you know their nice little stand and then you're going to come out there and hand them a brochure and often the measurement of success of something like that is oh yeah well we managed to win three clients and guess what that paid for the five grand that we spent in fact we made 15 grand and I'm like seriously guys If you think about this more laterally, you could have hosted a webinar 
and had a couple of hundred people absolutely focused on your niche, you know, people who have already, you've already identified they have a need for your product and your services. And if you've got that number of people coming into a webinar and you can demonstrate single-mindedly what your brand and your offer is, do you not think that your conversion rate is going to be much higher than trying to grab two or three people in a sea of other people trying to grab those same people? So when I put these two things together, the the brand piece has to be clear because that's what's going to make you stand out and be different. And if you're in a competitive market, if you get your brand right, you can be very, very disruptive. Great example of that, a bit of an old one now is if you think Innocent Smoothies in the UK is a brand that started to disrupt the sort of traditional soft drinks market. Now, there was a position around these smoothies as being healthier And to some extent they are, but, you know, it wasn't really the point. The point was that they were going up against some huge behemoths like, you know, the Coca-Cola company, for example, who have huge reach and power in retail spaces where these types of drinks would often win or lose. So Richard Reed, who's the founder of um, uh, Innocent Smoothies, he said, and I love this, he said the only way that we could win was to do a hundred small things that the big guys just wouldn't have the patience or the effort to copy. So, you know, that was about really sweating the details on the brand, sweating the details of every little word that was on the packaging, uh, turning up to music events like Glastonbury in a rundown bus and having two bins either side of that bus and saying, you know, if you throw the empty trial package in this one bin, that means that, you know, we should survive and get investment. If you throw it in the no bin, that means we should pack up shop now and go back to our day jobs. Now, those were quirky things, but I think if you get the brand right and you're very clear and you're authentic to yourself as part of that, particularly in a small business, that's how you can really start to take on anyone who's got a bigger or first mover advantage in your market because you're going to be able to be cleverer and smarter with how you think about it as opposed to having to rely on lots of money. So the balance is get your brand right. Be very, very clear on what you are, what you stand for, what you stand for and against. Then be clever with your direct response and use digital channels and social media as much as possible. If you can put those things together and you can start to understand how they both work together, then you are going to absolutely be in a position where you're maximizing the effort you can put in to your commercial optimization. And you're going to have what I call a very, very progressive marketing strategy, which is fit for purpose in this day and age and can be done purely by creativity and time as opposed to having lots of money to spend. So there we go. A bit of a rant today because, as I said, When I get on to marketing, I could talk about it forever. I've taught it forever. I've been a marketing director and CMO and had large teams across every possible construct. So as much as I would never portray myself as saying I'm an expert in anything because I'm more of a explorer of all the new strategies and I like to learn, I'm continuously learning. This has been something that I've been sort of fascinated with and and spent most of my career in. So hopefully today I've given you some things to think about. I just want to finish off with, you know, so if you're thinking, well, that sounds all great, Nick, but what can I do about it? 
Let me just give you a couple of points. So first thing, just to reiterate what I said is, don't get confused by marketing too much. Understand that there are really only two things you need to think about, brand and that sort of demand generation direct response. If you want to get a sense of who can I learn this stuff from, the first person I always recommend is a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, he is a prolific social media, personal brand, content marketing guru, if you like. I think he's got something like two and a half million followers on LinkedIn, which is just a huge number, written a book called Crushing It. I would say start there. He's got podcasts and um, a thing called the Gary V Show and the Gary V Experience. Google him and start to get a sense of how you can use these more progressive platforms to drive your message. So clear on your brand. You've, you've got to do some work on that. And hopefully, if you've really got a business in scale up, you've, you've done some thinking around that. But then it's about taking out. Have a look at what Gary V does and start to put in practice some of his various techniques. The second thing is the way to make this really work, particularly if you're a smaller business, is to start to make this sort of weekly and daily actions. So what I do when I'm thinking about my businesses is I always plan out any campaigns and marketing activity or social media messaging, those sort of things on a Sunday and I plan it out for the week. And it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's more about, I know that I've got four or five channels that I want to message on. Each of those channels have has slightly different audiences, but I need to be consistent to my brand, which is about helping people scale up businesses, about entrepreneurship, about life leverage, about you know wealth creation through entrepreneurship. So I make sure that I'm adding value through those channels as best I possibly can by putting out things that are there designed to maybe get people thinking differently or getting them to sort of take specific action that they can get value from in the day. So I plan out what I want the theme to be. And then every single day, first thing in the morning, I try and have this diarize. So between 8am and 9am is what I call my social media habits. But actually what it really is, is making sure that I'm thinking about what things I need to be putting out there in the world using this more progressive marketing platforms to start to engage with my audience. And some people, again, have a a blockage about putting themselves out there. And again, it's a topic for another podcast. But my view is, why would you not do that? And if you are genuinely adopting a philosophy, which is, I'm here to help you without expectation. um, And if I add enough value to you through what I'm doing in my business, I'll get everything I need in life. Then actually, doing that stuff is going to help you. It's going to help others. And it's something that just needs to be part of your psychology, particularly as you're trying to become successful both in your business and and your wider life. So they're the two things I would start with. Again, this is a topic which I think you could talk about for a lot more. So if there's anything specifically I haven't covered, I know that branding in its own right could have a number of different nuances. Please get back to me on my social media platforms. As I said, you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Have a look for my page. Um, page is, is under my name, Nick Bradley or Nick C. Bradley. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Nick C. Bradley. And Scale Up Your Business is, is obviously very visible on those sites. Please get in touch. And if you want to go deeper into any of this stuff, I'm happy just to help people with that. And if there's any topics that you want me to go into more detail around brand or direct response, maybe some of the nuances and tactics 
then also please get back to me and I'll make sure I schedule that for a podcast in the future. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you got some value out of that today. Remember, in business and in life, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. And bye for now. 